Hey everybody, welcome to Dental Voice with Zyrus. My name is Rolando Mia, and check this out. We have three future, do actually not future doctors, three people who are going to be doctors in the next 57 days. Everyone, please meet Olivia Millicent, Amanda Cummings, and Ling Lin. They are fourth year dental students at UNC Adams School of Dentistry, and they're here to join us because what they're gonna do is they're gonna kind of share what's going on in their lives and then also kind of express to us why they're doing this and how they feel about it. So first of all, I love that you're taking the time to spend with us. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna spend a little bit of time and hear a little bit about each one of them. You all are gonna be graduating from dental school very soon. Now, you are graduating in a time that we're calling like you're basically COVID babies because you got through dental school through that period and you're still happy. You're still smiling and like, what's going on? So how do you feel? How do you all feel? I'm going to start with you, Olivia. How do you feel right now? Well, as dentists, I think, you know, we have to smile through it all. And <laughs> dental school definitely has a lot of, a lot of trials, you know, that you have to go through. But I think the best part about dental school is that you're all in it together and it's like a family. Like, I love Amanda, I love Ling so much. And I think that that really helped to get through the COVID situation. Um, my classmates, they're my best friends, my classmates. And also I'm very blessed to be at UNC where I adore all the faculty. They're, they're always there to support you, push you, encourage you, help you grow and I, despite COVID, I could not be more blessed for my dental school experience. That is so cool. Are you, are you all feeling the same way? Yeah, I mean, I'm like less positive than I <laughs> most things. A little less. But I will say, I think we were lucky with where we were at in school when COVID hit. We like had most of our like didactic classes yeah, affected yeah. by COVID. So when it was time for us to get into clinic, COVID wasn't as big of an issue. So I think our class was lucky compared to like the class before us and the that class before tough. them. Yeah. So we didn't really get like any shortage of clinical experience. So I will say happy about that. Um, and yeah, I mean, UNC is like, I've never once regretted my decision to move across the country um, because the, our class is just so, so unique. I truly lo love our class. And I get a little bit sad whenever I think about the fact that we're graduating hey, in seven days. You're going to be friends if there's anything about dentistry that I've learned, you are going to be friendless for life. That's true. We're going to be back yes. here 30 years from now. And I go, do you guys remember back at Hinman, why in the beginning of the 20s? You're like, what? Oh, yeah. 20. So there you go. Yeah, How about 20s. you? How about you? I mean, Amanda and... Olivia really had put like exactly what I would say, but I think it's really the support system that we put the people that we put ourselves like around. And there's definitely a lot of times that there are like sweats, tears, goggled in, and there's like times I've like I'll probably cry, but then I'll cry in front of those people who truly care about me and really wanted to like motivate me and inspire me, then we're all doing it together. Sometimes we might not see the light at the end of the tunnel, but we just gotta imagine there's something <laughs> we're working towards. Yeah, pretty <laughs> 57 days, not that you're counting, right? No, oh, no, but yeah, UNC has been, you know, very kind to me. There's definitely times that really like tried me, <laughs> but no. you come out as a stronger and a better prepared clinician. And 
really putting like yourself out in a community and really helping people. And I think that's a sentiment that we got uh, like from coming out of like you. Yeah, that's, it's so cool because you were you guys friends before you got here or? No. Did you know each other? So you became friends in dental school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now you're like the three yeah. stooges. No, no, not the three stooges. <laughs> the three musketeers. No, no, no. Here's the three. Three musketeers. So now that you're going to be graduating, where are you going to be going? Uh, I'll start with you. Where are you going to be going and why? Yeah, so I'm going to be working in Morganton, North Carolina okay. um, at a public health clinic. So wait, wait. You're going? You're not going into a DSO? No. You're not going into a private practice? No. Nope. You're going into a community health center? Yes. All right. Why? Um, so I guess for me, I really, dentistry was not something that I was planning on doing in college. I thought I was going to go to grad school, get a PhD in chemistry, oh. you know. <laughs> I've done research in undergrad and quickly realized it's not for me. Um, I really, because I grew up in a restaurant. Um, my family owns this very small business. So that, I guess that background really put me like having that person-to-person -person, like interpersonal relationship. So I want to do something that's like health-related, but necessarily medicine because I feel like medicine has changed so much for me in that aspect. So that's when I started like studying dentistry, and I did a lot of my shadowing at um, a fellow qualified health centers, and right, that's right. where he um you serve people who's like underserved with no insurance. And I really see the way how public health really helps to make dental care a right rather than a privilege. Because I think everyone deserves to have a great quality of like, dental care. And that really can change someone's like perspective about their self and also the way it empowers them to become better and allow them to you know, work towards their goals. Because a lot of times like, there's this image that you have to put out there, self either your socioeconomic status or your education. And, but when people first see you, it's the whole package, the whole presentation. And I think with, through like dental care and having people that um, confidence in their self, it's very important to set them up for success. So that I want to be able to do that for other people. That is so cool. So community health. Yeah. How about you, Amanda? Well, like Ling, I'm going to go into community health. Um, I'm working. I know. Um, oh, wait, you're also going to I am, health. yes. Um, I'm going to work for a federally qualified health center in Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri. And a lot of what Ling said also is true for me. I, like, have seen in dental school how much um, somebody's oral health affects their, like, quality of life. Yeah. And the fact that not everybody has access to dental care it just feels so wrong and being able to work somewhere where anybody who walks in can get treated is feels like the right thing for me to, so, to feel good every day that I go to work. Is that something that you aspire to do when you went to dental school or is it something that evolved when you got there? It evolved. I think just the all the patients I've interacted with, I think if they could have gotten into a dental clinic earlier in life, they could have st stopped the disease process earlier and improve their quality of life. And we see people more at the end of their, like with limited options. I think when, by the time they come to the dental school, a lot of times we're talking full dentures. I would love to be able to catch people earlier on, place those sealants. More preventative. More preventative. I want to place sealants all day. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yes. Even all adults. Even all adults. I will even be placing sealants on adults. <laughs> whenever I, premolar to premolar. <laughs> So, so wait a minute, wait a minute. So you both want to go community health. 
All right, Olivia, where, where do you want to go? So I'm a little bit of an odd one out. Um, I grew up in a super tiny town, middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, 800 people. And I'm the daughter of a small town dentist and a hygienist. And so I was very blessed growing up where I got to see my parents working in their office, serving a more rural community where access to care, like Ling and Amanda men mentioned, is somewhat limited. You know, my dad was the only dentist in the small town. Oh, that's so but cool. I think the biggest thing for this was what I got to see was the relationships that's my, that my parents built with their patients and the impact they had on the community. I grew up being a little girl, you know, going to the office and we'd be grocery shopping and someone would stop us and be like, oh, I know you. And I'm like, how? You know, and they're like, oh, you're Dr. Nillison's daughter, you know, blah, blah, blah. I went, I grew up going to weddings of my parents' patients. And so I got to see how they were not just patients, but they were our friends, they were our family, and the impact that they could have. But a lot of times in more rural communities like I grew up, you know, like I said, access to care is limited, especially in what is offered. Maybe there's a dentist nearby, but are there specialists? How far away are they? We have patients that, you know, you have to drive over an hour. Wow. To, you know, if my dad didn't do, you know, um, molar extractions or endo or things like that. And so I think that really inspired me where I, I love the small town charm. Like I'm a, I'm a small town girl. Like I love it. I'm a hugger. You know, I love that community that you get with a small town. And so I would love to someday practice in a small community as well, whether that's Wisconsin or North Carolina or who knows where. Um, and so with that though, like I want to provide my patients with as many options for treatment as I can and be have the most diverse scope of practice that I can. And so with that, I know I want to do general because I love it all. I truly do. I mean, dentistry is definitely the right career for me. Um, but like I said, I want to be able to offer my patients treatments that they maybe wouldn't be able to get otherwise. So I am actually doing a AGD program or advanced education in general dentistry where I'll learn a lot more specialty procedures like implants, you know, molar endo, a lot more surgery, aesthetics, everything, you name it. So that way I can offer my patients the most, entire range. Exactly, you know, That's I can cool. still refer as necessary, but I would love to be. I want to be the dentist that gets to grow up with my patients. You know, I can be the one stop for everything so that way they don't have to make the effort to go elsewhere, et cetera. That is so cool. It, 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 first of all, that blows me away because a lot of times you run into young people, young individuals, and quite frankly, when you ask them what you want to do, I want to make as much money as possible so that I'm not poor. And here, you're kind of you're kind of bucking that trend because you're foregoing the potential for joining uh, a, a private practice, potentially being a, uh, in a very, very lucrative practice and doing that. How does that make you feel? Is that not a big deal for you all or what? I mean, that's definitely a debate. So, you know, like I said, I'm doing a residency where in case you didn't know, residencies really don't pay you. No, they don't. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't have to pay to go, but I'll say, I'll be lucky to break even, right? right? So meanwhile, I know Brandon's, you know, going out in his workforce right away, making five times what right. I would be otherwise. So I'm definitely taking a cut there, but the way that I look at it is I'm investing in my future and my patient's future now versus later on, because I know that these are definitely things that I want to learn. I've 
I love learning. Like if I could just get paid to, to learn. continue learning all day long and like do more, like sign me up. So if I didn't do a residency, I would pursue this via other avenues like CE courses, but that would be over an extended period of time because you know I'd have to build up the funds to be able to pay for those. Right, so right. I think of it this way, I'm gonna invest in my future now, get the training that I need so that way I can incorporate into my own practice right. someday sooner and treat those patients with those options sooner. sooner. At least that's my goal, my hope. Awesome, and you with, with, with going to community health? Well, like we kind of were talking about earlier, I feel like there is a cutoff where making more money does not mean you're going to be happier in life. And so I'm not like as much, I would like to be able to support, support my family. I have two little kids. Um, Adorable. Yeah. Yep. Six Adorable. and almost two. Um, and I feel like as long as they can be provided for, then we will be happy. And having that like job satisfaction that comes along with working for with people that you love to be around and working with a patient base that you enjoy treating, that will pay, that will be worth it in my mind. And I will definitely be making enough money to survive and to support my family. So as long as you can maintain the integrity with your family, that's Yeah, pretty, you know, yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. It's enough money, yes. And? <laughs> well, for me, since getting into dental school, I already know I want to uh, have a public health focus. So actually at the uh, community health center that I shadow, I met a dentist who uh, was going through his service obligation with the National Health Service Corps. So I learned about the scholarship and I applied once I got into dental school. And luckily I have, I am part of the um, program now, so they cover for entire cost of dental school. So okay. personally, I don't have to worry about the financial burden. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's the only thing. But I guess same thing. I come from a very humble background. Like I don't agree with Amanda that there's to a certain point that money just don't buy happiness anymore. To me, I want to feel like I'm doing something, I'm giving back to the society, to the community that raised me and really lead me to like where I am today. So I guess it's more important for me to feel a sense of fulfillment and I'm doing something bright toward the those that I love and really supported me throughout my journey. Oh my goodness. I love, yeah. I love the context around it. And I love the fact that, you know, you instill kind of uh, the feeling that our future dentistry is in good hands. You represent the future dentistry for us, our industry. Um, sometimes you get the feeling that, you know, people lose sight of why they enter the dentistry and you basically completely debunk that. And personally, I'm just really thrilled, grateful that, that we got to meet you and, and really appreciate that. It's, it's important to understand. Yeah, there balances a lot of debt. And dentistry has become one of those things that's become so expensive, it's almost becoming uh, a treatment for the rich. And what you're basically saying is, hey, you know what? I get that, but I want to be able to provide, and, and you're going to do that. If you were to provide, or there are, there are people who are going to be watching this who are in a similar position as you are about to graduate or later on, what advice would you give them, each of you? What's the message you'd like to give to them with regard to everything you've been through and what you see as the future for you going down the road. What advice would you give folks? And we'll, we'll start with you, Lee. 
I guess for me, I'll say that it's very easy to lose sight while we're going through dental school because we're taking all these classes, right. we're trying to learn new skills, like, and really that blinds. There could be times that you're doubting yourself whether you could do it or not, but always remember like where you came from and why you do what you do. Like focus on your passion and life will take you wherever you be. So I love that. Yeah. Focus on your passion. Okay, come on, Amanda. <laughs> so, my advice is that like learning something new is very scary. At least I don't feel like I was warned how like intimidating dental school was when you actually start working on patients, and when you kind of get to this point where you feel very responsible and also, un no matter how good they do at preparing you, you still don't quite feel ready yeah. to be treating a patient. So I just think you have to be like. You kind of just have to jump in to that uncertainty and just like be willing to just accept that that it took me a long time to accept that it's a learning process and it's scary but if you don't do it you're never going to get there and so dental school for me was a process of getting over that hump of just being like if you just avoid things that you're intimidated by you're never going to get better as a clinician you kind of have to just keep pushing yourself to do things that are kind of harder than what you would like and stop handing over the hand feeds every time something gets a little uncertain because that was the hardest part for me in dentist that's so cool all right I guess mine is a little bit of a combination of Ling's and Manda's where, you know, going off of what Ling said, like definitely follow your passion where like, I love dentistry. I truly do. I had done engineering in undergrad, believe it or not. And along the way, I realized that I was just too bubbly and a little too much of a people person to be caught away in a lab all day. And I had to, no. I know you wouldn't believe it, being the introvert that I am. I know, but I had to have that. I had that call with my dad and I was like, you're right all along, Dad. Like, I do want to be a dentist and no regrets. It's, I love what I do. I love being able to see patients, you know, show compassion to them. It's also so creative. It's like arts and crafts, but in your mouth with many surgeries. And there's that same curiosity that drove me to do, pursue engineering where it's a constantly evolving field where you need to continually learn. So no regrets there love 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 dentistry like if you're debating it do dentistry like you will not regret it um going off of like what amanda said where definitely don't be afraid to just jump right in i found if i've learned anything in dental school is that the cases that are the most challenging or the most complex are the ones that i'm like can i do this those are the ones where I've learned the most from and I've gotten the most rewarding experiences from where, yes, maybe they required a lot more hard work and I had to reach out to different faculty mentors, but because of that, I built close relationships with like an oral surgeon, you know, with some implant placements or, you know, a pros faculty for this crazy bridge, things like that where they're harder, but you're at the best point in your life to do these harder cases because you have the best support system around you and you can learn so much. So don't be afraid to just jump in. And then I would say my third one would be just that building relationships like that's what I love, love about dentistry more than medicine. You know, there's a stat that we learned in dental school where the average person is going to see their dentist more often than their doctor. So it's such a great opportunity to not only care about their overall health and their dental needs, but also just build that relationship with them. Because I think we all go into dentistry because we truly care 
about our patients That's and want to cool. have an impact and, and share smiles, you know? Like, <laughs> I love smiling, so why not get paid to do it, you know? So, I love it. Well, first of all, I really appreciate you taking the time. I mean, we're here at Denman, you all are learning all sorts of things. The, the future is bright for us. The future is going to be bright for the three of you. Down the road, would you be willing to come back and share how you're doing with us in the next year or two? Is that something you'd be up for doing? Is that cool? Absolutely. I'd be invited again if you want us back again. Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a couple things. First of all, folks, it's amazing when you run into people, young people, energized people, enthusiastic people, people with the, with the passion to do it. It's inspiring. And it's something that I encourage anybody to do. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for taking the time. It is an absolute pleasure to meet you. Uh, not to jinx it, but congratulations in 57 days for what's going to be happening. Doctor, 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 doctor. And what we'd like to do is this. Hey, folks, if you want to, if you like this content, please share it. If you have any questions about it, come to us. We'll get whatever questions to them. And you know what? We'll see how they're doing in the next couple of years. And we're, we're looking forward to your success. So thank you, folks. Really appreciate it. Right on. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Good to meet you all. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us.